people. This is Corner Store Podcast, episode 34. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and share the content. Appreciate all y'all support. Find us on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. So trying to um, improve the uh, platform. So, uh, yeah, you can find us pretty much just about anywhere now. So, But just Rob on a mic and joining me on the panel. We got my boy Phil. How you doing, brother? What's good? What's good, Corner Store Podcast? We here again. And... Um, you had told me that you haven't heard of the new term super straight. <laughs> yeah, I ain't quite caught that one yet. Uh, what's that all about? I uh, hear the gist, right? Um, right now, it's just kind of strictly like a meme, but it hasn't really gotten into like the official language of the LGBT per se. But it started out with a TikTok video. It was like a teenager. He was stating how he's super straight, which means that as a cisgender man who has no desire to to swing on the other side or even uh, have a sex change, that he's strictly attracted to cisgender women who has no desire to to switch over to the other side as well. So basically, if you're born a man, if you're born a woman, I mean, if, if as long as you're attracted to the opposite sex, then you're super straight. But if you ask anybody from the LGBT, if a straight man was to be attracted and get involved with a, a trans woman, they're still considering him straight because they still because they're still considering the trans a woman to be women. So so basically, like a week ago, we will both be considered straight. But as of today, since this new language is out, super straight. We're super straight. We're super duper straight. <laughs> wow, what the world is coming to. I tell you, man, that's crazy. My thing yeah. is, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's going on. I'm going to break uh -huh. this down to you. Make it as clear as simple as possible. Uh -huh. The pandemic is making people go fucking crazy. <laughs> That's it. Everybody at home, they got nothing else to do. They do it. They're obsessed with TikTok. Everybody got to be on TikTok. Everybody chasing that 15 minutes of fame. All of them trying to figure out how they can get in the public eye to get some attention, man. I, I really can't see anything beyond this. Because it's, it's a term for what you just described. It's called heterosexual, as far as I know. And we've had that term for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, but we're, we're like super hetero because, because as a heterosexual man, me and you, you know, <laughs> they, they still consider us heterosexual if we get involved with trans women. Yeah. considering women. We're not doing that. <laughs> we, we're not doing that. We don't need to redefine terms that already were uh, uh, have already been institutionalized. We don't need to. We don't need to do that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you say that, but they're constantly adding language to the whole overall, you know, with like adding new pronouns. Mm. And, and you uh, know, I, I find it interesting that. A lot of alphabet this alphabet group because i know i'm gonna mess up all the letters so we're just gonna go with the alphabet thing that you call mm -hmm. um at, at some point it, it it was you know you you don't have there's no reason for you to be in my sexual business what i do with myself from a sexual standpoint is nothing about anybody else's business right and now it's it's my business but it's everybody but i'm making it everybody else's business to let everybody else do whatever the hell they want to, and you can't say nothing about it. 
and mm. now it's it, it, I find it funny that now you're they're imposing language on us who already have not and don't care about what you're doing mm -hmm. now there's an additional term when it used to be you know what you want to love who you want to love that's fine do what you want to do i ain't got nothing to do with that but now you want to draw me into that by labeling me something other than what i was already labeled as i'm not asking for additional labels i'm not i don't need additional labels from you just because you have lgbtq what's the other one <laughs> ain't it another letter plus LGBT. plus now it's plus yeah. okay yeah so yeah yeah it's it's interesting you know i, I don't have any problem obviously with uh, anybody in their sexual preferences but now what the plus now we got plus and uh ss now so plus right. and super straight so now we're all in that community <laughs> We're a part of their alphabet community now. I mean, I, I don't want to be part of it. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to stand them all square. But um, like I said earlier in previous podcasts, I don't agree with the lifestyle, but it doesn't mean that I hate them for it. It's it just not for me. And, right. you know, God bless them. They can do whatever they want to do, but just don't put their their agenda into my daughter's classroom. And, it, and actually recently, Cassie told me that one of her friends, I believe they have like a like a 10 year old daughter or something like that. And the daughter told the parents that they're pansexual now. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. So now I've been, I've been talking this shit to Cassie for a while. She always been thinking that I'm just over exaggerating. I'm crazy. I was like, Hey Cassie, remember all the shit I was telling you about like months ago? That shit came to fruition now. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, when, when we even stoop to say, is going too far they take that as an insult exactly yeah you know what i'm saying it's like not only do you you know it was a point where y'all felt like y'all like you know people were imposing their will upon their community and now they're doing the exact same thing to straight people mm -hmm. they're imposing their will by you know forcing us to be subjected to everything that they feel is appropriate and, uh, you know, that's just like last week we was talking about you, you mentioned some actress or singer. I, I don't remember what her name was, uh, referring to baby showers as, uh, what, what did you, transphobic. Yeah, Demi Lovato. You know, I thought about that all week, dude. And I just really? wish I had a sledgehammer. I would just, <laughs> I would just bash her thoughts. I would bash her thoughts in. Wouldn't right. you're just attacking um you know uh, ideology and not the people yeah. themselves so th that, that's what it's all about it's just all about the conversation so and, and plus if you um alienate people by by like canceling them just because they don't agree with your lifestyle you're going to make them be 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 more of uh stick it to their guns i mean yeah i could be full of shit. i get that but if, if they can convince me that what they're doing is is is, is always good intentions then yeah i mean i'm willing to listen but just don't label me as a as a bigot or, or right. transphobic or homophobe. But I mean, for one, I'm I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared right. of them at all. So, but if they were to label me as a phobe, then would that protect me medically? <laughs> to have a phobia? <laughs> you gonna like be able to collect insurance money for it. <laughs> you, you know what? 
collect. I, I, uh, I want. I want to get paid for it. Hey, that's right. Put me in a category. I want some money for it. <laughs> I know, right? Freaking ridiculous. It's freaking ridiculous, man. You know what? Um, this is to me. It's almost. Uh, it's almost like reverse racism. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, in fact, it's exact exactly like reverse racism. You know, you want to, you you you're pissed at me because of an opinion I had about you, and now because everybody is on your side, you're imposing that same will or anger towards me uh, because now I'm the minority. It's it's sadly ridiculous. But this is like the most fucked up part about you know as far as like the whole civil rights act how it was intended for black people black men and women and then they literally took that blueprint mm-hmm. and put it on steroids and now they're using that to demonize you know straight black men and straight yeah. women as well so um you know just to be out in the media you you can't be that masculine figure i mean you got to be somewhat some type of like a feminine male who's gonna um you know put the woman on a pedestal at all costs. I mean, look at, oh man, you know, like John Legend. I can't stand John Legend. I mean, nah, I never like John Legend. Fucking, um, <laughs> you know, comment. You know what? I, I'm a, I'm a unfriend comment on Facebook because every time comment posts <laughs> something on Facebook, um, well, he always saying, saying shit about women. I'm like, comment, come on now. Like, were you accused recently on like a Me Too allegation? <laughs> of course. <laughs> so yeah. Maybe, yeah not, maybe, well, maybe that's why he's doing it. So Jaguar, right, right. Wasn't yeah. that she made an accusation against him saying he was trying to, yeah, Jaguar is full of shit, but, <laughs> but still, the, the allegation is out there, so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, nah, I mean, we all want, you know what I'm saying, we all want success for our women. We all want freedom. We all want people to be able to move how they choose to. Um, but the minute that it becomes, um, you know, forceful and, in, and, and intentful to impose your will on anybody, it becomes problematic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, at what point, what's the end game? That's what I want to know. What's the end game is if the end game is for everybody to love everybody at some point, you got to slow down and let people start to appreciate what it is that you're doing instead of jumping in their face, throwing shit at them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like now, I mean, we, you know, it, it, at some point you got to realize that the actions that you take um, are more than 50%. You know, when it's more than 50%, it's not fair anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so if at one point, you know, it was so much hate and so much anger towards, uh, you know, this this alphabet community, you know, ultimately they're going to have to push back. But when you keep pushing back, eventually you're going to get that that tug of war is going to be in your favor. And then what are you going to do with it at that point? Are you going to now not listen to anybody who has, you know, very traditional thoughts? Are they not? acceptable anymore if they're yeah. not part of your community yeah the pendulum is always going to swing you back yeah, I mean, yeah. if i don't want happen within our lifetime but it's going to swing you back and some someone else is going to be like the most oppressed you know group during that time so but yeah exactly. they're going to get it like eventually so but you know, unfortunately i won't be able to see it so but they should, i mean i'm 40 years old i expect to live for like another 40 years and yeah i mean who knows <laughs> what, a lot what's going to happen about it yeah a lot can happen in 40 years we'll see yeah, man. Uh, you know, recently, uh, Michelle Obama, she was on um, like a like a call with um, Zaya Wade. And I didn't see I, that. Yeah. Well, I, I really didn't see it. Either. I just like read up on it. And um, I mean, I don't mind Michelle Obama giving her words of encouragement, but 
I mean, just, just don't put that shit out there because, I mean, they, they still exploiting that kid. And the fact that Gabrielle were like, at the time he was a boy, he took him, she took him to a gay prat parade. But like I said before, a, a gay prat parade is a parade regarding sexual preference. Yeah. So by bringing him there, you basically saying that that boy is open for business. Yeah. And exactly. press tour just to kind of like uh, highlight it and, and, and talk about how he needs to live his truth. I mean, I don't mind him live him living his truth, but just don't put that on the media. I mean, settle, settle that shit in private, you know, and you know, I, I respect Dwayne Wade. He's the third greatest shooting guard ever to play in the NBA. But from this point on, people won't remember him for that. They're going to remember him for his, for his so-called activism and the LGBT community. And that's going to give more opportunities in the media. Gabrielle, she got a new TV show with Jessica Alba on Fox. So, I mean, they, they grifting like crazy. Yeah. So they, um, you know, with this being so dominant in social media and the ongoings in this, you know, in this country and worldwide, because I know right now, it's funny that we're going through this here and in China, they're giving masculinity classes. You heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> China got a, <laughs> they got to teach they man how to be men again. It was radical for so long and they just, um, you know, unfortunately, like the man just took a big hit from it. So, yeah. Yeah. But, so, um, yeah. And like, did they have like a, um, some type of, like cap on how many kids they can have or something like that? I believe some years ago, and it may still be in effect, they, they couldn't have more than two children. Yeah, I mean, that was, I, I heard that. I, I never read up to see if that was actually the law, but mm-hmm. I mean, their population will tends to, I can understand why they had those type of limitations. I mean, so very impoverished country, even though, you know, they have a, the ability to amass a lot of wealth, there's still a lot of poor people in China, a lot of poor people. So it's where most of our goods are made, you know, with that slave labor and, you know, with, uh, you know, got the apparel, you know, shoes and, you know, sweatsuits, t-shirts, I mean, toys, I mean, mean, it's to our benefit, but unfortunately they, they pay an ultimate price, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have spoken up. A lot of people in that country have risen up and, you know, salute to all of them and everything that they going through those who struggling, but, you know, coming back to America, you know, I, I just, I, I'm just really puzzled to understand what is the end game with all of this inclusiveness. Like, I get, you know, there, there's still a lot of things happening negative, you know, when it comes to people who choose an alternative lifestyle, people, you know, people getting killed and, you know, things like that. So I obviously wanting to fight against oppression is one thing, but it starts to come to a point where it's not oppression that you're fighting against. To me, it feels like you're fighting to make this the standard. You're fighting to make um, Ex- acceptance or their lifestyle standard. Right. They're fighting for, um, for opportunities of um, outcomes. Yeah, that's I, think, I think that's the right terminology. I mean, it, because like uh, earlier, people wanted uh, just had the opportunity, but you can't have a, a like an equal outcome, but you can have an equal opportunity. So right. they're trying to they trying to fight for equal outcomes, which is pretty much impossible. Yeah. Well, well. man, can that can that? <laughs> I don't want to talk about that no more. <laughs> 
I've had enough. All right, cool. All right, well, um, next one, man. Do you think Jigga, Swiss, and Timbaland are sellouts? Do I? They sold out literally, didn't they? <laughs> didn't they, they sold their masters, didn't they? Uh, they, think, well, they sold versus. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if that's synonymous with with the actual, um, you know, catalog per se. But, but as far as versus no longer being on uh, like Apple and on IG, they sold it to Thriller, which is a direct competitor to TikTok. Mm, it's mm. an undisclosed amount. And Jigga, he sold a third of title to Sprint for like two hundred million dollars. And then yeah, recently, I did see that. he sold the rest to um, to Jack Dorsey. The uh, Twitter CEO, the 297 mail. Right. But um, but but he ended up getting like a like a board seat at Square, which which is like the overall um um owner of, of Twitter or whatever, but it's as far as far as the company that's over Twitter rather. So right. I mean, that's just business, dude. I I don't feel like they sell it, it's selling out. Um, that's just business. They granted they gaining greater margin at the grand and greater seats at the table, more seats at the table. So, you know, that's, you know, for, for people who don't operate at that level, they're going to have stupid opinions. And to me, that's a stupid opinion. Selling out would be to me is accepting money from somebody to dish your own people. That's the only term of selling out that I could ever comprehend. You know, you go against your, the, the things that benefit your own people. So if he's making these moves, you know what I'm saying, to, in, to increase his wealth, to increase his footprint, then by all means, do that. If, he, you know, I don't see how any of those things stood to benefit his own people. So how, how would they equate that to selling now? Maybe it's something I'm missing. Well, maybe. I, well, I won't call it that word, but, but I do understand the argument. Okay. Because, um, because remember when he was the, the owner of the Nets? No, I remember he had a part ownership and it was a $500,000 investing in the nets. Right. It was literally like less than 1% ownership right. of the nets. But, <laughs> but the way that he was touted out there as if he were the owner of the nets, I mean, he was right. pretty much a mascot. And, yeah. And he was the black face to kind of um, lure by those those poor blacks out of the best eye area so that way they could kind of build that new arena uh barclay center so i mean that's that's one thing that's kind of working against them as far as you know in the um in the court of public black you know community but after that uh i remember he he's supposed to have told jermaine dupree not to get involved with the nfl but later on he ended up in a bed with the nfl so he could be over the whole halftime show so i thought it was kind of a snakish move that's I mean, you know what? I get it. This is America. It's, it's capitalism. I mean, he exactly. bought title for like 50, uh, about $50 million and he flipped it 10 times over. So, I mean, I get it. Get, get your bread. I mean, this is a doggy dog world. And plus when you're on this level, then yes. I mean, of course you, you make that move, but as far as us peasants talking about it, I mean, I get, I get, I get what he's doing, but as, as, as far as some like coining the term, you know, for the culture, for the culture, you know, we gotta, we gotta build our own. If you're going to talk like that, then, then you got to execute it. Well, I mean, we don't know his master plan. We don't know his end game. You know, maybe he has, you know, uh, a ultimate goal that he's trying to reach that will benefit uh, our people. Who knows? Um, for us to assume that business moves that he makes 
in any way makes him a sellout. The whole situation with the Nets, you know, I, I don't know the full details about, you know, the people that were moved out of the area. I can't even speak to that. Obviously, if those people are impoverished, it Unfortunately, it's going on everywhere. So, yeah, I, and, I you know, it's, it's just something that's going to happen. Either he would have did it or somebody else would have. You know what I'm saying? But ultimately, we don't know what his end game is. We do know that he's created opportunities that weren't there before. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't who though? we don't know how many black people he employed. We don't. Well, when he when he bought title, remember that the picture that came out as far as like the uh, employees at title? Nope, then I never saw it. It was, it was, all, it was, it was all white people. It was all white staff. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's, it's software development. I mean, that's just the common. That's the just the nature of the business. Niggas can't code. No, niggas don't code. Niggas don't code. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, listen. Since this pandemic, <laughs> I, I learned how to, you know, do a podcast. Yeah. In just one year, like I, I learned how to, you know create the video, edit the video and, and mass produce it. And, and I learned, I learned to shit it in, in one year. So, I mean, if you just buckle down and like concentrate on, on like a certain craft, then yeah, you can learn anything. So long oh, as yeah. Absolutely. and a dedication absolutely. to it. So, absolutely. so yes, niggas can cope. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I was, I was of course <laughs> being facetious, but, uh, I mean, essentially, you know, right now, you know, I, I engage with a lot of professional coders. And I don't come across black ones that often, at, at all, actually, at this point, at all. Not one time have I engaged a conversation with a black coder. That being said, if you are a coder, please contact me, reach out through the podcast. I may have some things that I can do to work with you. Uh, beyond that, um, I mean, the, the field is there, you know, the opportunities will be there. Um, but how do, how do we judge? We can't judge him based on that. That's not a good scenario to call him a sellout i just don't i don't see it well speaking of coding seems like you'll be hard pressed to like find like a lot of black guys um doing that because they actually gonna invest like a whole bunch of money to black women mm -hmm. um you know goldman sachs came out with like a 10 billion dollar pledge to um to help black women out in tech and our visa they committed some money um I believe Google committed some money. So yeah, like a, a lot of these corporations are pretty much investing in black women. So they pretty much pricing you niggas out. Well, this is what I would like to say in that regard. Mm -hmm. There was this thing that happened about 300 years ago it was called slavery. <laughs> and <laughs> they taught niggas how to do shit. Niggas did it really, really well. And they got paid nothing for it. So I just want to make sure that, you know, these investments that they're making, that they're going to continue to pay these new, uh, you know, coders that they're developing based on the standard rate, because coders make a lot of fucking money. And they will be yeah, really empowered about a, a about a pay gap, though. So what's yeah, the point of, of doing it? That's my point. <laughs> that's why they targeting them, because they're going to go for it. It's an okie doke move. <laughs> They're gonna be paying them twenty five thousand dollars and with and with health benefits to do <laughs> to do a three hundred dollar an hour job. <laughs> be careful what uh, people give you. It's always a trick to it. It's always a trick, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, these professional coders spend a lot of time in school. 
learning how to do what they do. And, um, you know, there's a reason why they get paid the amount of money they do. And obviously, if a company invests in you, they're going to want to hire you because they that's part of their investment. And they're not going to want to pay you anymore after giving you a free education. So don't think that they're going to jump to pay you a regular salary. You're going to have to take that shit somewhere else. But, um, and you know, a lot of things, a lot of things that I'm saying right now, also in, in terms of um, STEM, just in general, you know, a lot of kids, like, like that's going to be the standard education going as we move forward with the focus on coding and stuff like that, which, which I already see right now, my third grader, uh, she's, she's learning coding. Um, but damn, I lost my train of thought. I don't know. I might come back, but yeah. Um, I did code in high school. Yeah. What did, what did you code? The little Pac-Man. <laughs> it was, it was, the, um, it was a program called basic. Oh yeah. I remember basic. That's remember ancient. That, yeah. yeah, yeah 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was an A student too, man. Yeah. I bet, <laughs> couldn't, I could, bet you couldn't code a, a, a block change of colors right now <laughs> not from memory not from memory just just give me some time man. i can learn anything so yeah and, and most people why it's just the level of dedication you have to it when you want to take it but uh i mean i, I think it's great you know I, I think it's great that they're investing their money dude guys are just gonna it's just gonna go right over their head though you know the, yeah. it's gonna be opportunities for black men but they just not they're not trying to see that shit yeah, I, I just like the optics, but uh, I mean, I don't want them to take that stuff away from black women. I mean, by all means, I want the women to take it and hopefully that they learn something from it and, and you know, elevate their communities. But um, my, my whole thing is, um, you know, it, it should be more resource, resources coming towards black men as well, because if the women are constantly going to be elevated over the man, then then this is, is going to further um, divide um, both both sexes and, you know, when when my girls are like going to be old enough to like you know date and and, and possibly get married, I mean, be but, number bombs out here. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, it's 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 an interesting shift in the dynamic, you know. That's that society is coming to, you know. And uh, I mean, we'll live to see a lot of it. We're going to live to see a lot of, uh, uh, I think, probably a significant change uh, in how the home, the household is as we get older. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, we got to do what we got to do to make sure that we maintain. But uh, for those who who are following us and and becoming adults now and starting to learn what it is to be an adult now, that whole definition is completely different from our definition right right who knows who knows all right cool man all right put a bomb on that all right um next um why are americans so fascinated with the royals i just don't get it (laughs) (laughs) my whole thing is fuck the royals i mean they really have no power they just got money but they don't got power why? Why are we so fascinated with the Royals? Oh man, why are we so fascinated with the Bachelor? I, I have no idea, dude. That shit makes no sense to me. Zero sense. Yeah, we love celebrity. We love um, living vicariously through them. So um, I just don't feel like there's enough. 
content coming from that the, the royalty like what is it that we're drawing on we're just paying attention today every little move but when they stop what is there to look at what is the queen of england what significance does she play in what does the significance of the royal family play on the world stage zero not yeah exactly what, what type of impact has she the queen come out and said in favor of you know how black people are treated in the world i don't know maybe she has but i, I don't i don't think so I don't, i'm not aware of it i'm not aware of her even speaking of the negro per se that's what i'm saying so like on a world stage with everybody paying so much attention to this royal family what are they doing with their voice we talk about athletes all of the time you know it, overextending themselves and speaking on topics that they should probably stray away from. But this is a royal family who was regarded as an elite people yeah. um, whose voice obviously rings around the world and they not talking about shit. Like, who cares? They're not even doing nothing. I, I know that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, I believe that they spent some time in South Africa doing some doing some type of um, like- I do know that. Uh, besides that, um, I mean, recently I read that they've been at some photo ops with some black people just to kind of blacken her up a little bit. But I just know that her previous relationships were pretty much with white men. I mean, which is fine because her her dad is white and and her and her mom is black. And um, I mean, she haven't really been like the most pro black woman anyway. I mean, you know, but but God bless her. But as far as the whole Oprah interview with um, you know Tyler Perry, he he offered his residence and his security. Uh, to to both Harry, Archie, and um, and Megan, and then Oprah, she did the exclusive interview, and what what like some bombshells were like, were like dropped uh, talking about uh, Buckingham. But I mean, my whole thing is, if if I was a single man, and if I was going to be engaged to David Duke's daughter, I know what to expect if I was to be in their family. You know, you know right. what I'm saying? And and you got to think about that. It's women out in in England that's born and bred to be princesses, and basically he did a 21st century coming to America where where he kind of <laughs> bypassed that and went to America to get his ride. And he he pissed some people off, and he always did his own thing. I mean, Harry, he is a wild boy. I mean, I mean, he he used to wild out in Las Vegas. <laughs> he had like pictures uh, circulating in which yeah, like yeah. he was like butt naked and shit. But yeah, Harry he he a wild dude, but yeah, but for him to kind of like um, bypass that whole tradition of, of of finding his bride in in, in England and in, instead marrying a, a feminist uh, from America, I mean that's that's not a good mix, man. And and I don't think it's gonna be a happy ending. And <laughs> you know you know how these 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 kings, queens, and princes, princesses, I mean Disney always um, you know sell us a a a, a happy ever after story, but in in, in this situation. I don't think that um that honestly in 10, 15, 20 years, I think it's gonna be a messy breakup because I think she's pulling all the strings. <laughs> Sound like to me you're interested in the royals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you would think that right. I mean, I mean, over the years, I, I always hear shit and right. I just retain it. But I mean, right now I'm just giving commentary on it. I mean, I have an opinion about it, but I just don't <laughs> care. I don't care about it, but 
Uh, but, but yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it, it's it's crazy. I, I was like, um, when did she become a feminist? I mean, she she a- she's from Hollywood, so um, so yeah, she 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 thinks like them. So, I mean, she she publicly uh, said that she she about women empowerment, and she she wanted to still do do social justice causes. So she couldn't do that if she was going to do her her royal duties full time. Hmm. Well, my thing is this, man. He ain't the next in line to be to 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 be the heir to the throne. And when is this bitch going to die? When is the queen going to die? How old is she? Like 90, 105? I don't know. When is it going to be a king of England? You know what? I believe next in line is, is Prince Charles. Right. Yeah. Which would mean his son, his oldest son, I don't know. Who's the oldest? William? It's William, yeah. Right. He's more likely to be the heir. So Harry's just, he just, he's, he's he just fucking be, around. So like, yeah, like it, don't, it don't matter. Had Harry been next in line, then I doubt all this would be going on because it's yeah. so much at stake. But like being that he has no direct uh, link to the uh, throne, I mean, right? He he could just do right whatever he wants, and you know he he kind of like stripped his own uh, royal duties, I guess, and and like now they they can like live like in Canada or, or like in America, and they can kind of right. do their own thing and have TV shows, and they got book deals, and I mean they go get a nice bag from this, but. But I'm but sure the they reason, got a nice bag from that interview. I'm getting oh yeah, oh yeah, of course, of course. So, but 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 yeah, man, I I think Megan is pretty much pulling all the strings. So um, and he 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 just not um you know being you know the being a man about it is I mean you know how how could you strip your own royal duties to appease a Western American feminist woman? I mean that's that's bad. First of all, he got a hold of some black coochie, and that was the end of it. <laughs> I mean, so I'm almost it's, black. It's half black, so. <laughs> nah, man, but real talk, though, I mean, maybe we don't know the inner workings uh, the his relationship with his family. You know what I'm saying? He may have been f- made to f- be feel like he was a black sheep in the family all this time anyway. You know what I'm saying? So what better yeah, way ginger, to, say, to say, you know, fuck y'all, than to go to America, find him a black woman get married and go talk to Oprah and tell them that y'all was racist. Yeah. Sounds like a TV show to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's made for TV right there. Yeah, that's made for TV. I mean, you know, since Prince Diana died, that was obviously, I think that that led to a lot of uh, attention being brought back to the royal family in Buckingham and all of that. But I mean, like I say, ultimately, outside of whatever uh, charitable actions they take, I don't hear I don't hear a strong enough voice coming from um, that monarchy that's to make them relevant in the world. I I don't even they could diffuse that shit tomorrow. And I don't I don't think enough people would care. Uh, I don't it's not going to impact the world if they all die tomorrow. So, whatever. yeah. Um... Um, I would get that Harry is is doing everything he can to protect his wife because yeah he he kind of lived what his what his mother went through and and um and but you know she actually um expressed how she has suicidal thoughts and and, and I mean my heart goes out to her but like to me just don't pay attention to the other stuff because you know British tabloids are just as ruthless as New York media I mean they could be beasts man I mean like recently like a like a cartoon came out of like um. <laughs> 
they did like the George Floyd parody as far as like the queen had her knee on Megan's neck. They turned that to a cartoon. I'm like, these motherfuckers are beasts out there, man. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't give a fuck out there. So, fuck. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't move to England. I always wanted to visit. I mean, I mean, yeah. I still, I still plan on visiting um, London just to kind of, um, you know, see, yeah. see how life is out there. But yeah, well, I gotta wait till the girls get a little bit older. But yeah, I gotta do a lot of traveling, a lot yeah, of traveling well, I missed out on. Definitely gotta get to London. Gotta see England. I mean, that's part of the life experience, just going to places. But I don't know, man. That that's an entirely different culture from you know what we're accustomed to. So for me to speak on it, you know, obviously I'm opinionated. I'm going to say some silly shit just for uh, the sake of it. But for people who are over there experiencing it and have grown up in that that culture, uh, you know, obviously they have a different outlook on uh, the queen and everything mm-hmm. that goes on in Buckingham. Mm-hmm. It, 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 to me, to us here, you know, it's people who care just because of, uh, you know, the, the the um, the nostalgia of kings and queens nobody yeah. that's it that's it's it. probably it because every time we see the disney intro we see a castle and we, we just so infatuated with the castle that's it so yeah it's probably all it is so yeah indoctrination yeah. of um you know since we were all little we we always wanted to be you know be be seen you know um being like a white knight and and, sa- right, and saving right. a woman you know that's that toxic masculinity that they trying to drive out of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> why, why do a woman gotta be saved by a man all the time? Like, right, it's, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, all right. Now, um, what do you think about the whole um, vaccines? And, and as far as like, um, I believe Stephen A called out LeBron as far as like why LeBron have really spoken out as far as like, as far as showing his support of getting the vaccine. Mm. I mean, it's, they looking for token black spokesmen. And, yeah. Um, yeah. When, I, I didn't hear anybody tell the queen to come out <laughs> and advocate on behalf of getting the vaccine. Uh, <laughs> when is the queen of England going to come out and advocate on behalf of the vaccine? If I was her age, I, I wouldn't say shit because, I mean, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm already 100 years old. I mean, I'm not going to advocate <laughs> for anything. I'm, I'm like... I, sh- I shouldn't even be living right now. So every, th- every day I live, it's just a bonus. <laughs> I'm going to say shit. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I mean, you know what? A, a lot of people still have a-, a lot of reservations with the vaccination. You know, a lot of people are always going to pull up the whole Tuskegee experiment thing and, you know, draw inspiration for that from that to, you know, make people feel discouraged about. I think, I, but to me, that's a bad argument because it, it was it was specifically targeted to, right to to a group of people but as far as right now where everyone's getting the vaccine i mean you can't make the same argument uh, i remember some years ago maybe 15 <coughs> excuse me you could go into a restaurant and they would give black people different menus <laughs> wait 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 you said yeah. 50 years ago about 15 yeah about 15 minutes where I hop. Um, are you are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> like, okay. it will be very subtle differences Where in the menu. Where? 
Here in Chicago. In Chicago. Yes. I, I never heard it before. Okay. So what they would do is they would bring a menu and the corner might be cut off. Or it might be no corner, or it might be a black something on the corner. And it, it would literally be a different a different menu. And it was very subtle and it really was pointless, but they just didn't expect certain people to order certain things so they would bring out certain menus because that's just the stupid nature of some people's thoughts and this wasn't every ihop this wasn't a nationwide thing but it was subtle racism basically taking place and a lot of people didn't know about it you you could look it up but so, um, so 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 basically on the black menus they would have like a lot of chicken and waffle dishes but on the white menus they would have avocado um no uh, toast right <laughs> <laughs> essentially <laughs> essentially that was the play um but also like when you went to you know uh more prestigious restaurants or car dealerships uh very subtle very subtle things would take place that you wouldn't know about unless you either work there which you probably wouldn't or somebody else told you or you would just had that keen sense of observation but it's very possible that all of these doses mm -hmm. do have uh, key identifiers on them to the people that are administrating them and make sure they give them to certain people. I'm not. I'm not trying to create some type of. Uh, <laughs> what you mean? You're not trying to. I mean, you 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 saying it on a platform. <laughs> I'm not going to start another conspiracy, but it's very possible. You, you, you can't presume to know what's going inside your body unless you're the person who made it. Obviously, we want to lend to the idea that they're out vaccinating people with, you know, a straight vaccination that's just meant to help everybody. That's the ultimate goal. But what if they aren't? Mm, what if they are putting something different in us? Who knows? We, I'm saying this to say this. Black people have been treated wrong for so many years. The amount of trust that we have in people uh, is just, it's, it's low. We don't have a lot of trust. Black men typically still don't even go to the doctor. When they know shit wrong, they don't go to the doctor. And now all of a sudden you want me to trust you enough to stick a needle in my arm. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I understand where the doubt is now. If you go and find somebody like LeBron, who obviously, uh, you know, is going to trigger an emotional response to, cert to a certain group of people, I wouldn't say that it's a lot of old people that's going to jump up and go and get a vaccine. Black people that's going to jump up and go get a vaccine because LeBron said so. It's, you know, obviously going to trigger a, a certain age group to respond, maybe 18 or what, 28, something like that. I mean, he got a lot of followers, man. So yeah, people people will like blindly, likely you know take his word for it. But yeah, but that's why I don't like athletes being these these like um, these social justice advocates because um, because when a situation like this comes up, people gonna expect for you to speak out about it. Yeah, and he may, so, he may, or may not. So so right, right. I'm saying he he shouldn't do it, but. He always gonna put he always put himself out there previously and, and and I've been warning them about that. So well, I mean, if he comes out and do it, you gotta take 
take take this into fact. Like right now, he's not in a group that would be eligible for it. So why would you advocate for something that you haven't done yourself? He's not an essential worker. So, I mean, even if he has gotten it in on the low, he shouldn't have. So I wouldn't think that he should speak about it. I believe entertainers may be considered essential. I don't think I believe, so. I believe they would. Be- because they, they are providing some type of morale service to the masses. Uh, well, I mean, that, that would be interesting if that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just my educated guess about it. I, I think that they may be considered essential workers. I don't think they are. Uh, <laughs> but it may have, maybe it maybe it's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was lo- overlooking uh, the legalities from where, when we first went into quarantine, because I was trying to determine whether or not my company made me a uh, a um, you know eligible person, mm-hmm. I don't recall seeing anything in there about entertainers. Okay. Um, well, well, just to bypass that, that like essential part, I mean, they are elite people, so they're going to get that type of favor anyway. Right. And, and I just don't think that from my perspective, if let's say LeBron, if, let's say they are essential personnel and, you know, I feel like all of these other people should precede me in getting this va- vaccination because I'm young, I'm healthy, I'm not I'm categorically, I don't fall into the age group where most people die. Should I be out advocating for older people to get the vaccination knowing, with them knowing that I have it and I'm younger than them and I should have really been last to get it? Like, I, I don't know, I don't know if that, and it doesn't really fall on him as a responsible party. You know, he can, he, he can pick and choose what he wants to open his mouth to speak about or I mean, not. The vaccine is a private decision. I, I totally get yeah. that. But, but as far as the actual, um, as far as the COVID itself, I mean, it has decimated, you know, black people in general. So, so I, I do understand the argument of, of why someone like him would speak out, but I would advise him not to, because still, it's still a private decision between him and his wife and his kids. So they should decide whether they're going to get it or not. And just, you know, it's not our business. So. Everybody got to worry about themselves. So, so I mean, am I going to get the vaccine? I'm, I'm likely going to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm ex-military, so I'm used to getting vaccines. I'm, I'm used to right. being a guinea pig. So, and I never had an adverse reaction to any vaccine. Right. Anyway, so I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not afraid of it. So, I mean, my, my wife has it, has gotten it. Obviously, I'm gonna have to wait a little while. I'm working. You got on both. It. Me, my wife, she gets her second dose pretty soon. I didn't get anything yet. Oh, she, um, she got the package. Okay. <laughs> she's got it. She'll get her second dose. Okay. And, uh, you know, I have other people who've gotten in and that are in our age group. And, you know, there haven't been any adverse reactions. But, I mean, just, just the, you know, when you think about, you know, why Black people are hit the hardest by this, by this disease, um, why, why do you feel like black people are hit the hardest by this disease? One, the number one killer of black people is um, it's like obesity, heart disease. So, heart disease. Right. so, so those factors itself, I mean, it's just gonna, you know, make you be so uh, vulnerable to COVID anyway. So, yeah. So prior to COVID, knowing that these were huge factors in our community, where was the sense of urgency to help us then? 
Well, your first black president uh, gave you Obamacare, right? That didn't help no matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that wasn't a liberal uh, health care plan anyway. I mean, it, it was actually a, a, a right wing uh, health care plan. But, you know, Obama just, you know, put his name on it. So, well, yeah, they um, well, he, he campaigned on um, fighting for a public option. And and unfortunately, he didn't do that. So he just pretty much kind of like gave in, gave in to the GOP and just came out with, with this plan that the Heritage Foundation had written years ago. So and and, and, Re- and Mitt Romney, he actually um, yeah, used the same Davis. plan for um for, for what? What was it? Delaware. Massachusetts? I thought it was Delaware. I think it was Massachusetts. One of those very rich states. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, black people have traditionally, like I mentioned before, they haven't been very comfortable with the idea of entrusting their health with anybody other than their grandmas mm-hmm. and ginger ale. You know, that that's always everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for now, you know, us to just expect to just drop all of our defenses and go get a vaccine. That's a, that's a tough pill to swallow, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, I mean, in his right time, he probably is going to come out and say something to advocate for Black people taking the, the vaccine. Somebody going to shove a bunch of money at him on the low. We're not going to know the reason behind it. And, uh, you know, maybe it's something that he needs to do. If it's going to get people to go out and get vaccinated, then I, I, don't feel like, I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I don't feel... I mean, but it's a whole lot of other people that should be doing it too i mean we just can't jump down lebron throat because he ain't saying nothing about it what like i just said what about the queen of england you know what i'm saying what about all of these other celebrities who you know have a mass following where where are they at you know on uh, educating the public and trying to encourage them to go get the vaccine you know he's just one person right right he ain't he ain't the king of england he the king well, of the nba well, well he's the king so yeah, he yeah, is the king. He, he is the king. So he did say that. That did come out your mouth, Rob. <laughs> right, right. He, he's the king because he say he's the king. So. Oh no, you just say he's the king. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the king, um, once again, his team won in this past All Star game, and uh, I did not watch it. And, and I looked up the ratings, and it was the lowest rated All Star game ever. And um, I mean, people are just probably just so tuned out because of their social justice, um, you know, causes, you know, being out in front street and, and which I always say, I mean, they have so many platforms to, to, to kind of spew out what they are trying to do in the community. But my whole thing is just don't use the NBA's dime. I mean, just go out, play basketball, play basketball, make your money. So that way you won't affect your bottom line. Because if the bottom line is affected, then that's going to affect your money. And then, you know, you can't use the extra money to like do what you really want to do with it. So my whole thing is just don't alienate your fan base. And then that way you'll be more effective in what you can do outside of basketball. But I don't um, know, man. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that there's not no in, 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 uh, you know, people aren't going, can't go to games. People, you know, when people are disconnected in that way, um, they're not going to watch. It's just really, I think it really just boils down to that. Low ratings is a direct uh, response to them not being able to go in and actually see and be a part of the experience. So, and I mean, All-Star Weekend was the same way. You know what I'm saying? People, uh, you know, there were people still flocking because 
flocking to Atlanta. It was in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah. People still flocking to Atlanta because Atlanta is open. But, um, you know, with that, without people being there, there's a, there's a, there's going to be a significant dip in interest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you think about it, you know, it's, it, it you know, it's what, 20, maybe 30,000 people at a basketball game of them 30,000 people in some cities that they exist in, you know, that's, you know, maybe 10, 20% of the population. That means nine times out of 10, when you go to work, somebody was at the game last night, they was talking about it. So that's going to propel interest. You know what I'm saying? Just because people are more present. And if that conversation is not happening at the water cooler, basketball and other sports are going to become second. Uh, It's not going to garner as much attention. So I would probably say that their activism is probably one of the many, one of the few things that might be uh, actually keeping people interested in basketball. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. I definitely think that a, a lot more millennials are probably interested in basketball simply because of people, uh, the players' interest in the sport. Because to me, it seems like a lot fewer people from this generation are even interested in sports. Who, who buy the tickets? Now Who's, I would probably say 35 and over buying basketball tickets. Right, Gen, Gen Xers, not, yeah. not the not, not Gen Z or um, Gen these, Y. These young motherfuckers, they not, they not, I don't even, I feel like they're not nearly as interested in sports as, you know, our generation and older. Mm-hmm. And, but they're all outside in the street, you know, advocating for, you know, uh, civil rights and all the other movements. So if you're using your platform to draw in those younger people, then you're actually probably solidifying and rebuilding your base because they, mm. you know, they advocating for their cause. So we'll see when that when the, the doors open back up, if basketball ratings go up, they're going to have to do something because, yeah, it, it, it's pretty bad. I mean, um, I did see the the highlights of the game, but um, I, I still am a fan of the, of the format that they're doing, like having them start from zero every quarter, and then in, in the fourth quarter, you got to score. Well, whoever's winning, they have to score just 24 points, and and if you're trailing, you you, you just got to outscore um, the, the person who's leading. But um, that's cool, but I, I just don't like the whole picking a team. So I, mean, I think that that's kind of played out. I mean, I like the East versus West <laughs> because, like, because every single year you really don't know who was on whose team. I mean, I mean, uh, LeBron picked his team for like five straight years. I mean, you had KD, he was the team captain this year. Last year was Giannis and two years prior to that, it was Steph. So, so like in previous all-star games, I really don't know who played for who. Right. But but back in the nineties, if you was to name a player, you can kind of like know who, who he played for because you know, depending on what, what team he played on, he was at East or West, but, but like now, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of confusing, but, um, but yeah, I think that the idea is kind of played out, but once LeBron retires and I'm pretty sure that they changed the format back to East and West. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think that I'd like the format better because you, you, you get the opportunity to see players that will probably never play on the same team. And in some cases, when, you go back to those older years, a lot of people who were in the East stayed in the East. It wasn't a lot of East-West trafficking when it came to trades being made. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 
it, it, you would never have a possibility for Michael Jordan to play with Magic Johnson. Like, obviously, that would have never happened. But, you know, Scotty Pippen going in the, uh, in the dream team. Yeah, I yes. know. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> today, you know, when you think about the players that are in the game, it, it kind of feels like, like a video game. The All-Star game feels like a video game. That's what I. That's why they're doing is jacking up threes from from half court. I mean, they yeah, are making them. Yeah, they are making them, but but still, <laughs> they just taking the fun out of basketball. As, as far as far as for the purposes of like all star game, because back in the back in the eighties and the nineties and early two thousands, I mean, those games were very competitive. But like right now, all they're doing is jacking up shots. No, them games were competitive. The game was never competitive until after halftime. The first right, quarter, the right. first. Right, yeah, of course. Right, that. they was always fucking around in the first half, but 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 the intensity um got got more like in a towards the end of the third quarter, and then the every fourth quarter it was just pretty much was, boxed to the wall. So, but I mean, this new format doesn't encourage that either, though. You know what? They are playing more defense as as far as what I saw last year, but 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 this year, I mean, um, the West. I'm so sorry, um, bronze team. They was up so big. I mean, they were just fucking around anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the format, man. I, I I feel like it doesn't really it doesn't really land to a real concern about who's winning the game to me. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as you know, them picking picking teams to me that does feel more like a pickup game, which is you know at the core of basketball. You know, for people who play basketball, uh, you you know all the players are there. You pick who you want. You go from there. Um, but also, I mean, if you think about it too, like I think it was more West All Stars this year than it probably was East All Stars. I would probably say it was. So, you know, I, I never really saw like the roster, so I, I can't really tell you. Um, just thinking, of, I mean, just thinking about East All Stars. I can't what you call it from the Bulls actually went so I can't even say that. I don't know, man. It's yeah, Zach Levine. Um, it, it was it was interesting, man. It, it, I don't know. It, it, they could always undergo another format change. I do like the fact that the players get to pick teams. I feel like it's more of a pickup game. Um, you know, certain rivals get to play on the same team. We, we'll never see, you know, uh, LeBron play with Steph Curry. Like that'll never happen in real life. That's video game shit. I mean, if it was the East and West format, they would have played together. Yeah, now, but again, we go back to when LeBron was in the East. That would never, we would never imagine that kind of scenario. See, I wouldn't have cared. I want I want to see East versus West. Which which conference is the better conference? Nobody cares about that issue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it's a traditionalist, a, man. That's all. It ain't about competition. Now. It, it's all about them going out and having a, getting to actually have a fun time playing basketball because it's, it's work for them. And we don't we don't really see it as work for them. We see it as them playing a game, but that's work for them. So, you know, well, it is what it is. They, it did seem like, you know, some of the other events, like they didn't really care. The dunk contest was won by a young kid. And all I've seen since he won is them. Everybody talking about how fine his girlfriend is. You see, 
haven't seen this girl yet, but um, but yeah, I've heard about it. Beauty of the lifetime. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you gotta look that up. (laughs) But yeah, man, you know, it's it's the All Star Game right now. Sports to me, sports don't even really matter right now. Well, um, pertaining to the All Star Weekend itself, it just seems like um, you know, the um, IG thotties trying to find him a man and. Someone that was like renting U-Haul um, trucks and 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 sleeping in O's and it, it was some IG models having GoFundMe's because they couldn't afford their way back home. So, I mean, chicks still on this shit like All Star Weekend. Like people still go over go crazy over that shit. Really? Yeah, man. I had a buddy of mine. He went down there. Shout out to Mike Jones. He 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 sent me some pictures uh, of a whole bunch of cars in the parking lot that had got ripped off. And they was all sitting on cinder blocks. And <laughs> Are you serious? It was apparently down there jacking people rims. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, you know, Atlanta is the turn up state, man. You know, they never stop partying. So, yeah, yeah that's 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 not something that's going to ever go away. That's probably why they had the all-star game down there. They wanted to make sure that they got as much uh, hype out of it as they possibly could. You know, a lot of them players when they was in the bubble was down in Atlanta doing shit they ain't had no business doing. You would think that the NBA would never imagine taking a damn all-star game down there after all of that shit, but mm. hey, yes. South is where it is. South is here to stay. Well, yeah. Well, so speaking of carjackings, um, I've heard on Vlad TV, it was like an Akon interview. Um, he actually um, was um, jacking cars in the Atlanta area. That's how he kind of like got his bread to, to kind of get his music career started. So, Akon? Yeah, just some random, yeah, random trivia. Yep. You know, Akon trying to build Wakanda in Africa. Is it called like, Akon Town or something? Uh, I don't know what the hell. He's he trying to build his own him. crypto as well. Yeah, he's trying to do some big I, I, I think shit. it's called Acoins, something like that, right? <laughs> A coin, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if he gonna build his own society in Africa, then he build his own monetary system. Man. I saw, I saw a video of it, and it's fucking beautiful. But you know, hopefully, it works out. Hopefully yeah, it works I mean, out. definitely. Uh, I mean, the resources is there. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of investors, and I think he's still trying to get more and more investors involved in it. But man, that, that'd be some big shit. Yeah, I wonder if I could invest in it. If it'll be like against. Um, U.S. government policy as a federal employee to invest something like that, but I, I don't know. I'd rather look into that. That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, that's, that's a, probably another 25 years before we see that, any type of movement on that. <laughs> Alright, cool, man. Put a bomb on that. Now, um, this week's Beauty of the Week. Alright, let's see what we got. You, you have... Um, you have seen her likely for the first time in Pharrell's front video. And I'm oh, and no, I'm not talking about Lauren London. Now, Lauren, I mean, she she is a bad chick, but I think this chick is even better than her. And the name of this chick is named Lanisha Cole. Let me share my screen real quick. Ever since I saw her for the first time, I was like, oh yeah, she 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 is pretty for a dark skinned chick, right? <laughs> <laughs> you and y'all in this dark skin. <laughs> I always like dark skin chicks, man. But yeah, man. I, yeah, she is this week's beauty of the week. And let me share um her IG because um 
Cause I always thought she had a pretty face and like randomly I, I thought of her uh, from the video and I was like, no way, let me look up this chick's name. So I looked up her name and, um, and I went to her IG just, just to kind of see how she's looking nowadays. Mm. And I was very impressed. Can you see those pictures right. up close? I can see those pictures up there. <laughs> yeah, man. She, she a nice baddie, man. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely a winner. Yeah. She's killing it right now, man. So mm. keep doing what you're doing, sweetie. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> Go on Instagram right quick. Nah, All right. Nah. That's the life, man. You know, when you start in that life, you stay in that life. It's very easy to stay pretty when you started that way. So, oh, yeah. Shout out to her, I'm man. Back. Beautiful black sister. All right, y'all. Episode 34 Corner Store Podcast is Robin Phil. We sign it off. We'll see y'all next week. Deuces. All right, bro. Let's All see right, you. Man.